Starts Off is an edutainment podcast that is in no way a substitute for clinical assessment, diagnosis, and treatment. The views expressed on this podcast are solely the opinions of the host and their guest. Mental health is defined as a person's condition with regard to their psychological and emotional well-being. But sometimes we have to get real, and that's when we say, hats off. Quickly becoming upon us. Yes. Halloween. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to figure out this costume. If you know me, I take Halloween very seriously. Yes, he does. Like when I get my house and married, mm-hmm. probably don't get the house before the marriage thing happens. This is just how my life is set up. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna have Halloween parties every year, and if you don't like come it. dressed in a costume, I'm ready. your ass ain't getting in. I'm ready. You mm-hmm. can get candy corn because no one but likes candy corn. Nobody like who? If you My like mama, candy corn, oh really? She's obsessed with candy corn. It scares me. But her. now, was candy corn like a thing when she was growing up? Because I feel like my mom liked some things where I'm like, uh, no, but that but was the candy they had. Jojo. No, my mama. Only and so they don't really They know. had Jolly Ranchers. They had now. Like, they had right, all those things. Right. So it's oh, she, no. but she, she started eating corn corn like after Brooke was born. So she would just randomly be having bags of candy corn. I was like, that's oh, wow. disgusting. First off, where do you even find it's not even in the season. Right. Does she just buy it in bulk and no, freeze she it? Just you know, black people like to buy it in bulk and freeze it. That's in the middle now, of the Now that's grandma's. Nah. Jojo made a pound cake the other week and cut ham and put it in the freezer. She said, I'm gonna say that I can't eat all this at once. Black folk will black freeze folk something. Will freeze anything. You hear me? Loaves of bread, like <laughs> Yes, yes. But now nah, I'm good. I just got to figure out this Halloween costume. I know. I'm, My I'm birthday. I'm surprised you don't have it. Well, you, you know, know I didn't come up. But I didn't have it until two weeks before Halloween last year. We made year. that two weeks before? We made it the oh. week before I went to Atlanta. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I felt like that was already planned. And my husband. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we silly. Anyways. Anyways. <laughs> 
Well, I am coming off the high of attending the Black Mental Health Symposium for two days in Charlotte. Um, so the amazing Dr. LaTanya Summers. Mm -hmm. um, this is the third year that it's been in, um, it's, it's been a thing. And I just want to talk about growth. Because apparently, like, the first year they did it, I didn't attend the first year, but it was, like, like at a church. And no shade, like... But, you know, a church, like, churches aren't really big. So, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And then the next year, it was at UNCC. And that was good, but there were some issues around, like, how they treated us and the fact that, you know, like, the dining was an issue. And they were joking about how we had to take the walk to Sel March to Selma to go eat because they made now. us eat in the calf with the kids. What? Like, they wouldn't create a dining scenario for us. But whatever. But this year, it was at the Hilton University, two days, because um, before it had been uh, just a one-day symposium, and it was just lit. Like, it was just so, there were so many good presentations. Including hers. <laughs> yes, I presented on the trauma of being woke and the duality of being the helper and the harmed, because- Y'all heard that title. You know, a lot of us work with people who look like us, and so sometimes they're experiencing the same things we do, and how do we balance, you know, working with them and helping them while not intaking vicarious trauma um, from their experiences, so- you know what I'm saying? I did really well. Like, I'm owning it. I did really well in my presentation. Got a lot of positive feedback. And there was just so many good, like, just good, good presentations. So much information. Like, I'm full. And it just so, it was so black ass. Like, so <laughs> many black clinicians in one space. So many doctorates and master's degrees. Like, it was just beautiful to see. So that was really nice. Um, and now my wheels are spinning and I'm already thinking about what Earl and I are gonna present next year. Um, and so that's it's good stuff, it's good stuff. But yeah, yeah, so we're gonna tip our hats this week. Um, I'm tipping my hat to my homeboy, Sean. Sean lives in L, I'm sorry, Lord, I'm lying. Sean does not live in LA. I don't know why I said that. Sean lives in Atlanta. He's from Jersey. We went to Clark Atlanta together my freshman year. Um, but Sean is a super smart computer person. And he has a company called Code Elephant in Atlanta um, that teaches programming classes for kids and teens. Oh, um, and you know, programming is the future. Like, you know, computers and all of that stuff is the future. Mind. And children who look like us um, deserve the ability to learn that stuff as well. Like you hear so many people talking about how white Silicon Valley is and how, you know, how much diversity is needed out there. Where, well, usually by the time you know, people get to college, they're behind the curve. Like, a lot of students don't make it through, like, their computer programming classes because some of those kids that were already getting that stuff ahead of time. Um, and it could be really fun because then you can make a computer do fun, cool stuff that I don't understand. I can barely use Instagram. So, I, I, I miss the boat. But for the children, I think this is a great opportunity and the fact that it's being taught by a black man um, is an amazing thing, an amazing, like, role model for them to have. So, if you're in Atlanta, check out Code Elephant, and it is spelled Code Elephant on Instagram, and it's um, CodeElephant.net um, on the website, so check that out. All right, all right, all right. Ew, I hate Kevin Hart. Why did I do that? I don't know. You hate Kevin Hart? Have we ever talked about that? I don't hate him. He I like him in interviews, but I just don't think he's funny. Mm, gotcha. I think gotcha. he's more so for the mainstream, and by that I mean like white America. Oh, okay. Comedian. Gotcha. So is Tiffany. I don't think Tiffany, I don't really consider her a comedian either. 
I've never seen her do stand-up. So she's, I consider her an actress. Yeah, like a funny because actress. Because I've never seen her do stand-up. I should watch her stand-up special. But I like her, but I just never seen her do stand-up. To say, ooh, she's a comedian. When I think about her, I don't think comedian. I think actress. Mm-hmm. I think actress, too. And I do like her mm-hmm. in interviews and right. things. But I don't consider her a comedian. Mm-hmm. I think she kind of typecast. But, um, mm, right. I do think that's a thing. But that's always a thing with us. So... They like to typecast us. I think she also likes maybe, maybe, maybe she's like this my niche. But um, (laughs) so sorry about that. (laughs) I am shouting out the Isaiah Counseling and Wellness Center here in Charlotte, North Carolina. They are a mental health service, but they also provide yoga, lifestyle changes, and holistic support. Their Instagram is a life best lived. And that is, again, a life best live. But you can find them if you live in Charlotte at 1914 Brunswick Avenue, Suite 1B. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're an amazing black couple that has an amazing practice. So check them out. All right. So for our Pop Your Top segment, I got to figure that out. I don't know. Yeah. I want to be able. Can you do the thing? I used to know. I can't do it when you pop in your lip. I don't know. Anyway, sorry. (laughs) We're back. (laughs) Um, We're talking about the hate we get. Um, And this topic came out of all the recent, um, and it's not necessarily new, but it does feel like it's recent in regards to the um, Serena Williams hate and the... Colin Kaepernick hate and the, like you know what I mean like it's hard to be black and it's really hard when no matter what we do we're wrong um and yes those are big mainstream examples but I feel like you know I know that when I send an email at work and when other people send an email at work they're received very differently I know that when you know what I mean Earl you know speaks a certain way and when you know Billy Bob speaks a certain way it's received perceived very differently and that can take a wear and tear on us you know what I mean where it's constantly like how much code switching can I do and even when I'm code switching it's not enough you really want me to be silent um and how do you manage that and maintain your own good mental health and set boundaries around like I'm not gonna be less than for you Mm -hmm. you know so that's kind of where we are so Earl what are your thoughts on like what's happening in society right now again it's not new but just the reaction of Colin Kaepernick and Serena Williams and what are your thoughts you know I think it's funny to me just Mm. because it's like a that hate is so small Mm -hmm. compared to all the support that's like poured into it. Absolutely. So you know this is how my mind works. I'll be like, oh I gotta find a little possum. But like with Colin Kaepernick, I just love that so many people like burning their clothes. That they already paid. But what was making me laugh, what made me happy were like the allies Mm. who came forward and were just like but you just said you're doing for veterans, but we have so many homeless people could that could have used those clothes. And right. just like the, the stupidity that people felt. Right. I just love that all people that came forward and they were like, well, they're going to lose their stock. This is the highest it's that highest Nike side. has had right. in their history. Right. So I just like, I love when that hate backfires mm-hmm. in the in their face. So I don't know. And I don't like that. They, how many times has been getting paid probably the last four years? Right. And nobody even knew. Like, he's been getting checks right. from Nike. Right. Like, Nike has been paying him until they were ready to make this big grand announcement. Right. So, I'm like, everybody's like, oh, he ain't making no money. But I'm like, he was making something because Kevin right. Cotton was like a million dollars every year to exactly. charity. So, I love it. Um, I felt really bad for Serena just because it was just like, girl, 
They like, really they be trying her. her. Back. They stay on her. And back. what was interesting though, that was the same referee that tried Venus mm-hmm. a year. Was it a year ago? Um, maybe it might be two. a year or two, but yeah. the same thing. But I love that even when they are like pushed against the wall, they still kind of keep a certain class. Right. Like she read him, mm-hmm. but she didn't such a like. Don't do that again. Right. Uh, like a a very right. direct. Right. Like a very direct. This is my boundary. Mm-hmm. Period. Period. And I'm not about to change my my response. Right. right. I, don't, I just love it. I just. Yeah. I like when people can clap back and then you still are like you're not shaking or right. visibly shaking. Visibly shaking. Mm-hmm. And I I agree. And I think we do have to put that mask on in society. But I do sometimes worry just when I see clients where that mask is so strong, they don't know how to take it off. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? My hope is that she had her mask on and then when she got home, she leaned in her husband's arms and cried with her sister. Like, you know what I mean? Because that stuff does impact us. Even when we are like you know, I got this and you're not going to shake me and I know my worth and my magic. It is still hard to be, you know, she's one of the most drug tested. She's drug tested twice as much as anybody else. And what I think people don't understand about that is that's random drug testing. And so they show up unannounced Mm -hmm. to her home. That's like Odell. You know what I mean? Like They just show up at her house unannounced and she's never failed a drug test. She's just magical, y'all. Like, she's just magical and they can't stand it because they know she's not on drugs. Odell Beckham just posted an Instagram post about that that he's like, this is my, um, well, he put like one millionth check drug test. He gets drug tests like every two weeks. Right. Like, just randomly. And he was like, I keep getting a drug test and I'm not not failing. Right. any of my white, um, like, Colleagues, have they been drug tested? Right. So I was like... And I think that stuff wears on you because there's this level of control that they're trying to assert. And no, they can't control your spirit, but it's a constant, like, dig. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, even when people are saying, I'm wearing this compression jumpsuit to save my life, it's like, no, you can't wear your jumpsuit. Like, you know what I'm saying? And making it something else. So even... All of this time, Colin Kaepernick is like, I'm kneeling for this. You kneeling to disrespect the flag. And it's like, but I'm not. Like, Mm. you know what I mean? It's that refusal. It's the hate is so strong that you just refuse to hear me no matter what I do. And you're going to constantly come for me. Like, you're never going to get all Serena back. And the idea of I'm going to keep showing up and playing tennis with the knowledge that you're never going to get off my back. Like, you're actually never going to get off my back. So how do you keep thriving and pushing through? With that knowledge. You and know what I mean? Is this a, what outlet you going to take it? Are you going to take it and quit? Or are you going to take the outlook of, I'm going to keep showing up and right. I'm going to keep beasting and I'm going to keep right. making you mad. Right. Yeah. Because like you're going to have to make your space. You do. I, but it's... We have to make our space. You have to make your space. It's, it's unfortunate and it's not fair, but we have to make our space. Because it's like one of those situations where like, if you did quit, and I mean, she has the extensive resume where she really where could she retire. Could be like, I'm she retired. wanted to. Right, right. But if she did, it was just more so just be like, ha-ha, we did that. Let's who, who else can we get on? Right. Now we can get on who, who, right. the girl. Osaka. Osaka. Mm-hmm. And, and make her feel away. You know? Mm-hmm. So it's just like you kind of... Right. You can either fall under or be on top. Right. So what do you think people need in order to in a healthy manner stay in the fight? Like, what do you feel like you people have a forget system. to do? And you actually need to let it out. Like, right. girl, Serena, if you need to go home and break a bunch of rackets, there is nothing what? wrong with me? controlled destruction. Right. That is an actual type of intervention. Mm-hmm. A controlled space 
of just you releasing. Girl, don't break them racks. You got enough money. You can right. ride June. Just right. If she need to go out or what? Go out with your homegirls. Now, what I love about all that, like that referee was that if you look mm-hmm. in the crowd, all Serena people was there. Right. Kelly Rowland, right. Lala, like people that are her real friends right. were there and they all instantly were like responding. They were there for right. her. So it's like having that support or right. having a plan of how am I going to reach? Am I going to go out with the girls or with the boys? Am I going to work out? Am I going to mm-hmm. release this anger? You have to just have an outlet. You Whichever do. that works for you. It's just all about right. going back to your coping skills. Absolutely. And I think, like, we think people have coping skills, and they don't. And I also think that you really got to not only be clear that you need support, you got to be really, really clear about who your supports are. Mm-hmm. And not feel bad when people can't be your support. Like, everybody who's smiling in your face don't have your back. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And so when you recognize that, and you out here trying to do something different and amazing, you just got to cut them loose. Like, it yeah. feels bad sometimes, but you just got to cut them loose like i need my people to be my cheerleaders and even if they are like a good like they are a cheerleader they still might not be good for you of like really like they could be your like i know i can turn to them but i don't need you might need a certain person for a certain situation like hey i'm feeling bad but i you're not gonna really be able to help me i need to go to this person but i know i can come to you if it was something like this you know it's like cars some people you might need them for a different type of car right. for a certain situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know, like, I don't think a lot of people, I don't think people realize a lot of things that they do are coping mechanisms. Because mm. a lot of people, even my clients, I'll say, what do you like to do for fun when you're feeling bad? Mm-hmm. And they be like, I don't know. And then I'll be like, what are your hobbies? And they'll give you a list of things. I like painting. I like running. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to talk to my friend, go out with my friends, to the song. So and they be like, I was like, you know those are coping oh, skills, coping right? Skills, right. I think when people hear like coping skill, they're like, I don't, I don't have any coping skills. They must skills. be and they think, magical thing. They're yeah, to be or they think it's supposed to be like this super like, I run five miles or, girl, mm-hmm. what do you like? Do you like to go out and dance? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a coping skill. If right. you know you need to go out on a night of dancing. And when you finish dancing, you just like, whew, I feel brand new. Right. That's a coping skill. Mm-hmm. I don't think a lot of people realize that. Even when I was there that went though, I used to have to like print off a hundred coping skills. They have my clients like check off things they did. Right. And I'm like, you realize All these, these are, are coping skills. hobbies that you do. Like, mm-hmm. you remember that client that used to make the egg, the dragon eggs, and would yeah. take the pins? Yeah. I was like, what's up, girl? Who's doing that? Right. That's, and can I get one? Right. <laughs> and she would literally take like one. different tasks that she would individually paint. So one... Things like that, I think that's a super coping skill because right. that's like meticulous. You have to be very, exactly. very direct and, like and diligent, that. and you have to go back and pimp. So I was like, girl, I know after that you got to be feel less because that's like a three hour mm-hmm. project you're working on. Right. So mm-hmm. look at your hobbies as your coping skills. Right. If it's something you love to do that makes you feel good, that's a coping skill. Right. And I think looking at how you bring that into your everyday. Like, Earl knows, like, one of my things is crocheting. Mm-hmm. And so I crochet everywhere. Like, I have crochet projects all over the place. Because I know I'm not going to, like, if I need it right then, I need to have it available. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? We're like, oh, well, when I get home. Sometimes you're going to be like, I'm going to cuss Susie out <laughs> if I don't do something right now. Well, do you have things at your disposal to use 
right mm-hmm. now. Are you diffusing, like if you have an office, are you diffusing essential oils in your office? Like you say, is your lighting good? Like, do you have a journal you can write on in your, write in, in your office? Do you have a playlist that you go to? Like having your things at your disposal mm-hmm. right in the minute because you never know where your threshold is. And sometimes we cross our threshold and be like, I don't know how I got over here. But, you know what I mean? You got to have your things, your tangible things, right then and there. And I think people forget about that. You know what I mean? Like, Netflix is great, but can you bust open Netflix in the middle of your workday? Probably not. Right. Can you read a book real quick, though? Right? You know, get a paragraph of a book in? Probably. And so making sure not only do you know your coping skills, but you have them available at time. Now, if your coping skill is drinking, you can't do that at the office. And that can't be a, that's a medicator. But. Right. But, you know what I'm saying? Like, some things you can't, you won't have available, but do you have your things available? Like, the coloring books, like, all of, like, do you have one at your office, at your desk that you can go to? Or a coloring app. Like, what do you have available in the moment? Because they're not going to stop. (laughs) I would blast some Lauren Hill quick. Yes, right. That is my, my thing's always just being music. If I have music playing, I'll be all right. My Mm -hmm. whole attitude would shift. Right. I mean, so many times I just sit down. Is Lauren Hill or Jasmine Sutherland? I need something slow, or sometimes I need something that's not even lyrics. Remember mm-hmm. that um, guy sent you that's like the yeah, piano yeah, like and violin. I've used that. I play that in all my groups when my kids come in a little too rowdy for me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, mm-hmm. get these bees out. I want y'all to separate these colors. We gotta listen to music. Grab mindfulness. Shh, shh, hush. Right. Don't talk. Let's ground. Especially right. if I need like five minutes to be like, what the hell are we gonna do today? Hold <laughs> on. I need five minutes to think. <laughs> all right. So just, and it'll ground you. So no, I'm I'm a music person. You can really play music. Even mm-hmm. soft music. Out of, every one of my coworkers has some type of like little stereo or mm-hmm. pill in their office that plays yeah. music. So yeah, I think that's really important. I don't. I also think though we have to be careful around what we're trying to prove because people have less power over me when I'm not trying to prove nothing to them. Right. Where they, when they can think whatever the hell they want to think about me. And I'm gonna go out and be whoever I want to be in spite of it. It tends to give me less power. Like they I have think less that power. Just goes back me. to knowing yourself, though. Like right. you need to know who you are and be comfortable mm-hmm. in who you are and love who you are. So mm-hmm. I think that's a comfortability thing. A lot of people love screaming. Like they know themselves, right? But a lot of people really don't. Cause right. and some of them who know themselves don't like themselves. Right. And right. it's not a like I don't give a damn what nobody thinks about me. Cause there's a difference of saying, "Oh, I hear you," but I'm you know I'm good mm-hmm. versus. I don't give a what nobody think about it. Just the two ways you said that. Right. You're reacting One, too yes, big you do. You do that. care. Right. Right. But there is nothing wrong. Like, when you are comfortable, and when I say comfortable, I mean, like, healthy comfortable. Right. Not you comfortable in being an ass or just ain't right. being shit. But, like, comfortable in who you are and what you, your journey to mm-hmm. where you are and what you're putting out. And you know, like, I'm putting out good things. Mm-hmm. I don't think you'll be phased by anything. But when you have this whole, like, this... Out of nowhere, competition with somebody that didn't even know they was in a competition with you. You right. ain't gonna never win. You can't win running the race by yourself. Right, right, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And I think you know we understand that part of that struggle as Black people is that we've been told who we are for so long. We've been told this is the box we're supposed to live live in. We've been given these certain images of ourselves. Um, And there's a fear around it too. You know what I'm saying? There's videos of people being shot just for being Black. Like, you know what I mean? Like, or harassed just for being Black or fired just for being Black. Like, there's so many fear-based, like, stimuli we're getting that say, you know, it's not okay to be Black. 
Um, but you have to be able to look past that and see the fear in that. I mm-hmm. think when I was able to realize that a lot of things that people do to me is out of their fear about me or about their perception of something and has absolutely nothing to do with me. I'm just the person in the space. Right. It helped me to like move past it because you're not really talking to me. You, this is not even really my issue or your issue you have with me. This is about you feeling uncomfortable. I'm going to let you go over there with that energy and we're going to be good. Right. When I was able to be like, oh, that's not even about me. Because you know what? I actually just had an experience with it on Thursday. Mm. So we had this whole like training and personality things and they had like the S personality, the I personality Mm -hmm. there. All this stuff. And I know that, so I personalities are like fun, energetic. Mm -hmm. People, people. I said people, people. (laughs) But people that like can light up the room, right. they like get into at work and everything. And then they have like the C's and then they have the supports. Okay. And, but the C people are like very like meticulous, they're mm-hmm. accurate, um, they like, get their work done. So when they were going through all things, I was like, no, nah, I'm a C. Because mm-hmm. I was like, I know me. Like at mm-hmm. work, yeah, I am a C. Like even in life, I'm mm-hmm. very, right. y'all know me. Earl is right. type A for real. He gets his thing but done. I said, mm, but I do got some I stuff because I am like a people person, right. like, energetic with him. So when the, the results came after, she's like, oh, you have I. But as I'm looking at the results, it definitely is like showed that I had the same score in D for dominant, mm-hmm. like leadership, had the same for support. But for some reason, it just was like, ah. Mm-hmm. So I was like, whatever, go with it. So the speaker or whatever, the facilitator is an extreme I. Mm-hmm. Like, extreme extrovert. I could tell she'd probably be in her office, probably like not really focused on work. You know, like mm-hmm. just has a good time. Right. Nothing wrong with I. I right. You need I people because they celebrate, right. they keep the morale high. Right. But when she saw, she's like, see, you're talking about you're a C. And I was like, well, I, I am. I, right. <laughs> I, I know me. She's like, does someone know themselves? So I was like, I actually know myself pretty damn well. I said, I know enough to know that our intersectionality is different. Mm-hmm. You are a white woman in her 60s. Right. I'm a 25-year-old black male. So even if I both our thing says I, mm-hmm. it's different. not, we not one and the same. Right. So she kept, it was really interesting because Several people came after after that, and it's like she was like this lady was projecting on me, Courtney. Mm. So like she came to my thing, she's like, "See, you put that you're accurate. Us eyes aren't accurate." And I was like, "I'm, but I'm not an eye, sis." I was like, <laughs> "Um, we're different, right?" <laughs> because also my supervisor had eye too, but mm-hmm. my supervisor she was like. But you and I are very like meticulous. Right. Like you work with me, mm-hmm. Courtney. Like I know, yeah, you see, I'm like I I'm get crazy. deadlines. I don't wait. I'm, yeah. Oh, yeah. Soon Earl's as you nerves be tore. I'm probably an I. Yeah. I'm probably an I, and it probably and it tears Earl's nerves. He's like, you're just not gonna do that, huh? You're just gonna leave that there. <laughs> like I'm gonna knock I'm this like, out. Yep. Yep. <laughs> but I'm, I'm like, like I have, and I kept telling, I was like, man, I have I qualities for sure. Absolutely. Like, I'm gonna always be a good time mm-hmm. at work. I like to socialize at work. Mm-hmm. But I was like, ma'am, I am very much accurate. Mm-hmm. And then she's like. But us eyes, I was like, ma'am. Then I, right. I even told him, like, ma'am, at the beginning of this, you literally was like, although these results might be similar, mm-hmm. you she had us read them out loud. Right. Cultural, ethnicity, mm-hmm. background, socioeconomic status, orientation. Plays a role. All plays a role. So I'm looking like, ma'am, why are you? I was like, are y'all okay? And then she, because I was like, are you okay? And she's like, I'm just trying to have fun with you. And I was like, okay. Right. So at the end, everybody's like, oh no, she was Hella project. And it's like it was like a th- supposed to have a practice or whatever. Oh, but I was right. just like, man, what you be doing with your clients? Cause you just right. did a lot of little counter transference over here. Right. And right. I'm leaving here like, I need to invite you upstairs. 
would you like to go in my office? And I'm a talk? I have beads and soft music. Would you? Because I'm a little shooker. I'm I got some like, lavender going. Like, would you like to go chat with me upstairs? Right. Yeah. And so, yeah, most of the time it's not really something, you know, like, you know, with the Black Mental Health Symposium, people were commenting, not on my page, because I wish you black ass would, oh. but people were commenting like, I got to have a Black Mental Health Symposium, but, but. Because we black. Like, when we're able to be like, okay, that's your stuff. Let me not even respond to that. Let me not even give that any teeth. Yeah. It's helpful for us. And that doesn't mean it doesn't sting. But when you're able to know, you know, in your prefrontal cortex that this is not about me. And also, it helps you to not absorb it as much. What trips me out is like, just because it says Black Mental Health Symposium. It's not saying only black therapists. Yeah, black it's people. Saying it was like anybody the, who works with the black population right. is working with African American right. people, which you are going to need to be attending things because you have to come at people with this type of community, just like right. you come at somebody that's gay. Right. When there's different intersectionalities, you have to take different approaches. You cannot mm-hmm. take the same approach that you would with a white woman with a black male. Right. The experiences in life have been different, especially okay. when you have a community that has been oppressed. Right. You have to know which way to come at it. And you need to be culturally competent. Right. Right. So, yeah. But that's just this, there's this thing that for whatever reason, when people, and that one for, it's privilege. People don't want to be excluded even when they don't want to be included. They mm, just want mm. the say it again is insane, nice and slim. <laughs> People don't want to be excluded even when they don't want to be included. Because don't none of y'all want to have the black experience. Mm-hmm. Don't none of y'all want to be in fear for the lives of your children or to receive um, less socioeconomic support or to be harassed by the police or to be um, treated poorly medically. None of y'all want to be at the highest death rate for, mater- for maternity from birth and for, you know, your children. Like, none of y'all want that experience, but y'all don't want us to have anything that addresses those issues either. And so, but that's your problem. Like, you know what I mean? That's not my problem. And I'm not going to hold on to that. You know what I mean? But I do think, you know, especially when it's like the small microaggression type of stuff and you're like the only one, mm-hmm. I think that's another piece of it. When you're in white spaces and you're experiencing that stuff, it's harder. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like it can wear you down a little bit more when you're constantly oh, yeah. inundated with it and you're just, there's no one to turn to in the minute, mm-hmm. in the moment to be like, hey, you saw that? Oh, okay. Right. And so I really do encourage people to have some sort of support system of people who do what they do. Yeah, especially like, I'm sure with every profession, there is some type of group. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like we have a Black Charlotte Therapist mm-hmm. um, Facebook group. We have a Black Therapist Rock. I'm right. sure there's like a Black Engineer group. There's got it, right. And a you Black need to find Teachers. That. Right business like i'm you have to find things that where you can find support Mm -hmm. and i think that's why i was going back to like it's all about your support system if you don't have a support system you are gonna buckle right your chances are higher of buckling Buckling. under pressure because you're not having an outlet absolutely so and just remember you know therapy is a thing like the the whole point of us doing this podcast is for y'all to get y'all ass on the couch hello therapy is a thing and if you really really need if you feel like it's turning into a burnout or vicarious trauma situation or even a Mm -hmm. a first-hand trauma situation you need to be addressing that 
in therapy because what happens is that then turns on itself. So then you're putting that same pressure on yourself or you're putting that same pressure on your children or your family or your friends because you don't, you need some way to discharge it and you're not, you don't have an outlet. And so you're punishing others for you not having an outlet. And so going to therapy is a great way to go in and be like, these people said this thing and this thing happened and all of this, blah, blah, blah. And I'm overwhelmed and I'm scared and I'm frustrated and I'm tired. Like, you know what I mean? Without you always having to offload that on family and friends. Mm-hmm. So that is a great um, place for you to go. A hundred percent. Don't get the oil changed. Right. But... When Earl and I were talking, I definitely was like, so there's the hate we get. Come and then... On <laughs> the Ooh, yeah. Come on in the room. There's the hate we give each other. Mm. And so I think that's another lesson. And there's all kinds of historical backing for that you know if you've ever looked at the if you ever read the Willie Lynch letters or have any knowledge of how they did slavery back then the whole point was to really put us against each other in order to anytime racism has worked there's been a level of pitting one group against another group of the of the oppressed like you know what I'm saying not just the big like it wasn't just like you know the 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 white people and then the black people. It was like the white people and then the light skinned black people and then the field niggas and then the like. It was you know what I mean. Like we have you know if you create division amongst the oppressed, they won't notice what's happening up at the big house. And unfortunately, we are still living that. Sometimes I see that a lot in the relationship between the black man and the black woman. I also see that black a lot. Black women on black women. I see that. I was, I was going there. I see oh, that. Oh, no. I just thought about it because a post was on the shade. The shade room is the most toxic it really is. I have ever seen. I've I never seen people talk about babies, talk about individuals that are sick mm-hmm. and poverty. I have never seen... And it's always black on black. And yes. it's so crazy. Like, Amanda Seal gets a lot of hate on mm, there. Really? Uh, Did I say that right? Amanda Seals? Mm-hmm. That's one from... From Insecure? Yeah, Tiffany. Um, okay, I was making sure. Uh, yeah. Her name was on there. I cannot... It's blowing me. CNN. I can't think of it right now. Camilla? Oh, Angela mm-hmm. Rye? Angela Rye. Oh, they come for Angela um, Rye. So, like, the thing is, they'll be in support, but it's always a colorism it always comment that's right. brought up, like... She was a little shades darker. She, she wouldn't was, be able to. They do wouldn't that. like that. Then I'm like, I'm like, they don't like her now. They don't like her. Second of all, my sis is on there with women of several different shades right. of darker than her, and they also speak their mind. Right. So what are you talking about? Right. I'm just like, why are you looking at her experience? Ain't like, oh, let's dark sis. And I'm like, and you also don't have her experience as like she done went through some shit. Right. She, she went through something right now with you, dog. Right. So I was like, I have never seen. And Angela Rye daddy was in the movement. So Angela Rye was protesting in the movement when she was a baby. So she also has paid her dues in the movement. And so we should respect the fact that she ain't tired and be like, I ain't fooling with y'all no more. I'm just like, how do you want black unity? But then get, you want to bring up colorism. Right. Right. No one's experience is never saying because there's a someone that might be darker than you. Right. Who might not have had the same experience. They might right. not have had. I know a lot of people who are darker, and I mean that, that's, that's that's a privilege they've had where they have not experienced right, right, right. some type of you know right. microaggression right. or, or something. Right. But 
But it does exist. It exists. Yeah. So I'm just like, mm-hmm. this is the most toxic page I've yeah. ever seen. Like, it's, they be talking about people's babies. See. How do you talk about a child? Right. I have really never in my life. It really is. Yeah. And I think, yeah, so I think black women and black women. And then I also think, you know, straight and then LGBTQIA. Like, the fact that we're even still having that conversation boggles my mind sometimes. And what really bothers me about that is... You know, for my straight, and I'm not just saying that, I'm not saying that black women can't be homophobic or anything like that, but I see a lot of it with my straight cisgender black men. But when we are having Black Lives Matter or any type of racial protesting or anything like that, it is always, there are always people of the LGBTQIA community who are in the front lines supporting your ass and standing up for you to have life. Take it back to the market. Every time. Like, there's always, they have always shown up for us. And, and yes, they're black too, but their experience is different. And it's your straight cisgendered ass who's getting murdered and they come in to stand up for you. And then you will turn right around and call them the F word and tell them they don't deserve good things. And, you know, trans black trans women are being murdered by, by, you know, by the hand over fist. And if we're being real honest, you know, crime usually happens within a race. And so more than likely those black trans women are being killed by black by black men like you know what i mean like most that's why black on black crime doesn't exist because most killing happens within the race because so like there's black on black crime there's white on white crime there's asian on asian crime so that i'm not talking about black on black crime because that's not a thing but what i'm talking about is more than likely it's some black man who killed that trans woman you know what I mean? And so that's concerning when people are out here trying to protect your rights and you can't even be bothered to let them exist. To mind your black ass to business. To mind your black ass <laughs> business and not worry about who people hump and love. Like, it's none of your business. I don't care who you hump and love. And you, long you, as it's a consensus adult. Fix that, Earl. Thank right. you. Right. Look, as long as it's a adult. And let's just talk real quick because apparently y'all are confused. Consent is an enthusiastic yes. So if she can't give you an enthusiastic yes, it's not consent. If her head is rolling around because she's intoxicated, if you have slipped a quaalude in her drink. Or his. Or his drink, then he then that person is not consenting. If you have, you know, if they're if they're giving you a little, I don't know, maybe I guess if you really, really want to, that's not consent. That's fear and doubt. That's not consent. So consent is an enthusiastic, yes, I want this. Absolutely, 100% while they are completely of sound mind and body. Mm-hmm. That is consent. Because apparently, we still worried about that. We still don't know what that means. And you know what? Stop this guy. I'm going to save it. Okay. Well, that's that's, what, that's your, Okay. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like it. So, yeah. So, I also think that we are stronger together. And so, if we would get over some of that stuff, some of that hate we give each other, oh, I wonder who we could be. I wonder who we could be if every Angela Rye post was like, yes, sis, you got this. Because she needs that. Like, I remember when I spoke at a conference, um... At the beginning of the year, the guy who was there knows Angela Rye. Mm-hmm. Oh, what is his name? 
He's a, a, a I remember you talking yeah. about that. But he knows he was there the night of the Barack Obama issue when she was like, girl, bye. Mm-hmm. She or boy, bye. She was there. He was there. And he was like, she, you know, held it together and she said all her things and she came at that dude and did it and like said what she needed to say. But the minute she got in the green room, she fell in his arms in tears. She's tired. And she was tired and just like, they just hate us so much. Like, you know what I mean? And so I wonder how she feels when she's been against them all day, standing up for us, and then she sees your light-skinned ass and you blah, blah, blah. I wonder the kind of fuel she would have if she would see, yes, sis, you doing it for all of right. us. Thank you. We appreciate you. All of this. Because she could take her light-skinned ass and go live a different life. And just say, fuck this. And say, fuck <laughs> it. But she doesn't. And maybe we should have some gratitude for that. I wonder who we could be if we would spend more time there and recognize that we are not the enemy. And not that white people in general are the enemy, but there's a group of people who don't want us here and don't want us to have nice things. And if we would spend time focused on them instead of what shade of black (laughs) Angela Rye is, because she's still black. Slave is slave. Still nigga. J.G. wrote a song about it. Still nigga. (laughs) All of us. That's what they see. Let's focus on that and then build something that they can't destroy because we're not busy putting chinks and, and like knocking bricks out on our own. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. So look at the hate you're giving as well as the hate you're receiving. All right, guys. So that concludes Pop Your Top. Um, and this week we're pretty fired up. So we're not going to do um, the question of the day. So we're going to take a quick break and then we get back. We'll have That's Not a Thing. Um, that's not a thing. All right, Earl, what's your that's not a thing? Okay. What is not a goddamn thing is saying poor Bill Cosby. Mm. I want people to realize that the Huxtable character is a character and that Bill Cosby was a grown-ass serial rapist. Right. Stop playing these... Again, the shame on... I'm just getting Mm-hmm. So many comments of like, I feel so bad for him. I for feel Mr. bad Cosby. for the decades of women that he admitted, admitted. to drugging. Everybody was like, where's the evidence? I don't know from his goddamn mouth. Right, this man literally said, yeah, I was drugging it. And his res- reason for drugging was like, everyone was doing it. Mm-hmm. So pretty much like, if everybody jumping the hell off the damn bridge, his ass was jumping with right. him. So, like, stop with this whole, well, that was in the 80s and 90s. How, why, what made, also, stop asking, asking victims why are you just coming right, forward. Right. If you have any fucking sense, you would realize that most people are scared to death when it's a person of power with money right. that can really end their lives or make their lives worse than what they already feel. Right. So what happens is when you've seen this influx of women coming forward is because one person had enough courage to come forward, which then encouraged other people to come up. Right. Why right. do you think that's what... Look, look how these, y'all acting. That's why they're not coming forward. Exactly. Look how y'all acting Because you're right telling now. them you're lying. Talking about, oh, she's too ugly for Bill Cosby. Right. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, what does that have to do with anything? Like, like I need people to realize, like, have you never been in a class when they were like, somebody raised their hand and nobody's raised their damn hand? Did that one student raise their hand and answer the question to guess what? All you other motherfuckers want to raise your hand right. to? I'm right. sorry, that was really bad. 
All you other people want to raise your hand because you had enough courage because, oh, somebody was a sacrifice. Right. That's how most of these sexual assault cases come forward. Absolutely. So I don't feel bad that Bill's ass is 81 and locked up. Right. I don't feel bad because right. he said it. And the the woman who got him finally in prison, this happened in 2005. Right. 2005, right. y'all. He stopped raping because he got too old to rape. Like, understand that. That's why Bill Cosby stopped raping people is because he got too old to rape them. This was 2005. It's, it's so sad. And I think it's really sad that everybody's like, well, all the things he's done for black people. He has written some checks and he has created some but shows. But he's also talked some but shit. But he's also said some really horrible things. He's had some unrealistic requirements. He fired Lisa Bonet from the show because she showed her breasts in another movie, like separate, not even connected to them at all. Right. But he felt like as a woman, she should present herself in a certain way while he was actively raping people. While he was actively raping people, y'all. Like the fact, like somebody had put on a post that was like, you know, people are like that. She's someone's daughter. She's someone's like. They were like, they scratched all that out, and they were like, she's someone. Like but these are human beings. Like I don't under, I don't know if people understand what happens to your brain and your body and your soul when you're that when you are violated to that degree. It is like a death on its own, and it's a worse death because when I'm dead, I don't have any of this pain anymore. Mm. But when you kill a part of me, and then I'm walking through the world. Like, that's a worse death. This man got to live his entire life. He in there right now, deaf, dumb, and blind. But he has lived his whole life. He's had all of his money. He has had his um, crazy-ass wife, his Stockholm Syndrome wife. You know what I mean? He's had his whole life to live while he was destroying life after life after life and asking them to walk around with the suffering, the pain, the knowledge, the flashbacks, the fear, the anxiety, the hurt uh, that he did to them all because he wanted to get his dick wet. Like, are you kidding me? Okay. That's who y'all want to celebrate? That's who y'all want to edify? We ain't got nothing better than that to celebrate in our world? And then y'all like, well, Harvey Weinstein and so-and-so and so-and-so, they're not in jail. Why are we trying to compare to the worst of, uh, the worst of us to the worst of them? And not only that, I don't give hey, a dumbass, a trial takes forever. Look how long it right. took Bill to get locked up. And what's pissing me off is because people keep talking about Harvey not locked up. Harvey's day is coming. It and is. Harvey is facing over, what, uh, 60, 100 years or whatever. Right. And let's not realize, just around this time last year, that damn doctor that was raping all these Olympic right. athletes and touching right. them, he's in prison till he right. dies. Right. So it's coming. Stop right. comparing. Right. And that doesn't have anything to do with, you know what I'm saying, the racial... It is a racial thing, but it has to do with the fucking justice system. Because Earl and I have seen many times where people have raped little black girls and raped little black boys and their asses are walking around here. People, in the name of God, are out here molesting hundreds Hello. of thousands of people. It's the fact that y'all don't value children and women enough to stand up and say you're not allowed to hurt vulnerable people. That's the issue. It's not that... They come in for Bill Cosby because he was going to try to buy NBC and all that other bullshit y'all was saying. They're trying to destroy his legacy. He's a rapist who was raping people and went to jail for what he was doing. But the fact is, he's in the minority because y'all don't give a shit what happens to people. Y'all let people be raped and molested and mistreated and then sent into the world. That's the problem. We should be outraged by that. We should be outraged that this man had the audacity to show up on our TV screens Thursday after Thursday after Thursday while he was raped raping woman after woman, cheating on his wife. And in addition to raping, he also was cheating with consenting women. So every value He's that you thought you learned shit. on the Cosby show, he was not living He it. was not that. He was a 
God catching a check. And if they had asked him to be Heathcliff for free, he would not have been because he doesn't have the capability. That was his opportunity to be Heathcliff for free and he let y'all down. And I understand that a lot of y'all are struggling because the daddy you had wasn't shit either. <laughs> but you can't make this man better because your daddy didn't show up. Come on. That's not the problem. The problem is that he's a horrible person and we don't know how to accept that TV is just pretend. Sorry, yeah. I totally jumped in. No, I mean, I, I like, I, hey. It ran all through my soul. This, you know, because we've been talking about it. I but, I mean, like when it. I say I have unfollowed so many people, Listen. I can't. Like, I just cannot anymore. Mm -hmm. It pisses me off so bad. It's so sad. It's so sad. Disgusting. It's really disgusting. It's just so sad. Right. And this is my question. So, and my other thing about that is all this shit y'all are posting, I wonder how many of the women in your lives are watching that. And so they're never going to tell you what Uncle Leroy is doing. They're never going to tell you what that little boy at school is doing. Especially if it's a little boy that's being hurt or molested. He's definitely never going to tell you what the coach is doing to him. So y'all are setting up a scenario where people are going to continue to be silent and suffer and live in their trauma because y'all can't let go of a fucking fictional character. Grow the fuck up. Ugh. Disgusting. <laughs> Disgusting. So my other that's not a thing that's connected to that. I'm gonna actually attach this thread because it just shows you just how unsafe. And um, this lady, <clears throat> her name is was AA on Twitter, but her Twitter name is Ojos Cafe. Um, and I'll attach that. But she put a thread of her coming home after a night of having a good time. Mm -hmm. Thank God she wasn't intoxicated. Right. But she's walking up. And it's so crazy how your body just, like, warms right. you. She's walking to her apartment. And it's 345, I believe. And this man literally runs behind her. She had enough. Luckily, it was enough space where the door shut. So she had to go through two doors. She had to go through the first door. And then she had to go through the door where you scan your key mm -hmm. to get inside her apartment lobby. So the second door closed behind her, but he ran right through that first door and he just stood there. The eeriness of just that man standing there right. watching her and her watch him right. sent chills down my spine. Yeah. Like this girl, and she said, she's like, I don't know if he was waiting, stopped because he saw me looking, watching him or if he was waiting for me to go in my apartment so he can run up and try to rape me in my apartment. And like, it's just so creepy. And like, she literally has videos, y'all, of like from the security cameras of this man going there and what's crazy is she said there were three to four different guys like who live in the apartment they had walked in at separate times like either 10 minutes before her or 15 minutes after her so he was definitely targeting women right because right. she was gone she was the only woman that had walked in at late right so he was waiting outside her apartment watching away for any woman so it was so creepy and it's just like stop stop attacking women or people yeah. like the war why is sexual assault a thing right Right. Why is it a thing? The war on people is really the, the war on vulnerable people is it boggles my mind. It like, boggles why me. are you why don't we have this inclination to protect the vulnerable? And what trips me out is people I see some people like, well, you know, nothing good happens after, you know, X amount of time. And then it's just like, but it was three forty five. I don't give a fuck if it was two AM, six AM. If naked, I wanna walk if she was drunk and butt naked falling down. That don't mean <laughs> None of that right. has anything to do with none of that is an invitation. Like I just the 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 sheer stupidity of just questioning right. someone that literally probably feels broken. Like their mm -hmm. whole perception of the world has just changed. And you're gonna say, Well, why were you out so late? Right. What does that have to do Are with you the for real? Because I stopped playing. Everybody gonna get home late at one point in time. Right. Yeah, I can get I come home late from just 
come off a flight from right. traveling somewhere. My flight don't come here till 12 a.m. Right. And right. then I'm coming home and I'm taking an Uber, which she was doing, taking an Uber. So, like, why does that matter? The time or day does not matter. Right. Why are you raping? Right. Stop raping. That is, that, that is the thing. Stop raping. Period. Ugh. So, I have two as well. Um, so, this Brett Kavanaugh situation. Uh, it's, it's, yeah. So, this whole idea of can people or should people be held accountable for things they do as children really bothers me when we have this huge list of little black children who were murdered because they were held accountable for having a BB gun in the park or they were held accountable for walking home with a bag of Skittles and a sweet tea or driving away from a party or playing their music too loud or being asleep in their bed or any of the things that little black boys and girls have been murdered for and didn't get a chance to do anything great living in their, their apartment living in your apartment <laughs> Yes, you can be held accountable because certain things grow. Certain things that people do grow. And as we can see, at first they were trying to present like, oh, well, maybe it was that one thing. He was a child. Now we got the Yale situation. Now we got when he was working situation. He's a sexual predator. And we got another high school situation. That's why I love the gift of encouragement when people feel like they can come forward. Right, when they feel safe and they start talking. So this dude is a predator. But also, like understanding that like taking that from someone is wrong no matter what and when I do so like if I kill somebody 30 years ago I still gotta go to jail when I get cold yes you should be held accountable when you do bad things y'all y'all accountability is a thing it's a thing and I just I don't understand why we can't grasp that that there's no I know there's a statue of limitations on laws which I'm starting to question if maybe we need that because it's yeah. it's giving people the ability to just get away with horrible things but also more morally there's not there's not a statue of limitations you know what I'm saying like karma's a bad bitch and she's going to circle around mm-hmm. at some and point comes, and when she, she gets swinging. you she's coming to get you hard so I don't understand why y'all don't understand that you have to be accountable for your actions absolutely certain things you do you have to pay for them whenever you do them whenever you get called you gotta pay for them that's a thing 100% and on a personal note I have I just want to say something to my fans not fans. <laughs> and here's the thing. I don't actually want fans. I like listeners. I love our hat heads. Because I don't consider y'all our fans. I consider y'all our, our listeners and our supporters. Um, I like, you know, supporters. I like friends. But I don't need any fans. Um, and so if you just feel so compelled to follow my life and fuck with my life and be all up in my business, I encourage you to not. I'm not doing anything special over here. I'm raising a human. Just living. Hanging out with my people, recording a podcast and 
But what I am doing is minding my black ass business. And so if you want to know why I'm still so happy, despite the fact that y'all keep trying me and coming for me, it's because I don't care about you and I'm minding my black ass business. And I would encourage you to do the same because it's so freeing. Isn't it freeing, Earl? It's my favorite Isn't thing. Isn't it my, fa- it's my favorite thing to do? And so... I really just want you to see yourself. And if it's that you don't like yourself, then I want you to do the work, get on the couch to get better. But quit trying to be a fan because I don't want fans. I'm good. Thanks. Cheers. All right, guys. (laughs) That was another episode of Hats Off Podcast. Um, We had all the feels and we hope you appreciate them because we're sure you have all the feels as well. Check us out on all the things. Mm -hmm. Like, share, subscribe. I want to get our iTunes um, five-star ratings and comment section up. So if you're really enjoying us, then I want you to scroll down and give us our five stars and leave a comment um, and let us know that you are enjoying us. If you don't enjoy us and you want to give us one star, then don't do that. Just shoot us an email and we'll deal with that accordingly. Because um, it's not that we don't want feedback. We just don't want you to mess with our numbers. Like, I'm just being honest. Um, do but, what y'all need to do. No, I don't do what you. you need to do. Oh my God. That's how you get like marketing and stuff. Don't be messing with my numbers. If you need us to improve something, send me an email and we can have an adult conversation about it. <laughs> don't fuck with my numbers. Anyway, so like and share and give us all the comments and the good feedback. We just found out today we're up to 20,000. Over. Ooh, over over. 20,000, actually. <laughs> so we appreciate all the love and support. Like, you guys really do encourage us to keep going and doing this, and the feedback does help us. Mm-hmm. Um, Check us out on all the things. We are Hats Off Podcast, C-O-T on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And then we are Hats Off Podcast on Facebook and Twitter. But before she do that, does that, I have a, a resource. Oh, sorry. I totally <laughs> forgot about no, it's all okay. of that. I'm going to attack a little. Lord, okay. we it's were okay. fired up. We were too um, high. So as you know, we always promote therapy for black girls. But there is a new. That's right. Actually, I found another one too. Oh. But I cannot think of the name. I'm going to have to have Tanya send it to me. Okay. But there is a therapy for black men. So for my black men out there, go to therapyforblackmen.org. And you can find a black therapist in in an area near you. I like it. And I'm going to also attach the other link as well when I find out. I love it. Um, And real quick, just because um, it's just a really good reminder of the fact that you can't shake us as black people. I'm just going to do a couple of uh, stanzas from our sis and mother, uh, Dr. Maya Angelou. Mm-hmm. Um, you may write me down in history with your bitter, twisted lies. You may trod me in the very dirt, but still like dust, I'll rise. Mm-hmm. Does my sassiness upset you? Why are you beset with gloom? Because I walk like I've got oil wells pumping in my living room, just like suns and like moons with the certainty of tides. Just like hopes springing high, still I'll rise. So just know that y'all can't hold us down. You just can't. You never will. The hate that we are getting is never going to keep us down. And when we learn to love each other more, we'll be even better. So we got that. All right, guys. But um, (laughs) yes, send questions of the days to hatsoffpodcast at gmail.com. And click the link below to see our 
Social media kids. Yes. Book, 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 book us. Book us. And I'm going to pass it back to Courtney. Yes. Um, you can check out my private practice website at www.embraceabundancenc.com. And you can check out my professional page at Courtney Leak LCSW on Instagram and Facebook. And then Courtney LCSW on Twitter. Um, and don't forget, guys, that this is the last day of insecure it's already happened by the time y'all hear this but just know that we are with you in your sadness mm. this weekend coming up because we feel it too but yeah but how to get away with murder is back who's in the snow i have a theory we'll talk about that after we cut this off so yes all right you guys all right so take care and until next time be you be true hats, hats off. off hats off is brought to you by Earl Martin and my mommy, Courtney Leak. And I'm Carter.